Hello and welcome to The Magnetic Woman Show. I'm Lauren Joyce, top sex love and relationship expert and founder of The Magnetic Woman and obviously your host for The Magnetic Woman Show. This is the very first episode, you guys. I am so excited to be here with you. This is something I have been thinking about, I've been wanting to put out into the world, and it's finally here, episode one. Oh, so exciting. So in this episode, I figured I would take some time and let you guys get to know me a little bit more and tell you how I became the magnetic woman and talk about what it means for you to be a magnetic woman in the 21st century. So let's dive in with who I am, what I do, why I do it, and why you are going to love this podcast. So as I mentioned, my name is Lauren Joyce, and I have not always been the magnetic woman. So honestly, I feel like I spent most of my life feeling anything but magnetic. I grew up, I went to 10 years of Catholic school, and I definitely inherited lots of guilt and shame around what it means to be a woman and my body and desires and sexuality, you name it, right? And I was the quintessential overachiever perfectionist, right? So I really prided myself on my intelligence, my achievements, and obviously I still do. Those are really important things. Um, and it is obviously incredible whatever you achieve in your life and being very proud of that. However, I thought that that was really where like my worth and validation needed to come from. So I was very much on the road, frequently traveled, so went to college, got a job. I used to actually be a sign language interpreter, believe it or not, um, and then figured, what do you do next? I should go to graduate school. So I enrolled in a master's program and probably within about two weeks, realized it was the worst idea I had ever had that I did not want to be there. I didn't want to be at this school, have this degree. I was just doing it because I thought I had to. I thought it was expected of me. Um, so I went back to just working and figured, you know, within a few years, I'd probably meet a nice guy, get married, have a few kids, move to the suburbs, and just like live this life that I figured, you know, would be fine. Like, isn't that what everybody does? Isn't that what's expected of me as a young woman? And throughout that time in my life, when I was 25 years old, my dad passed away. And my dad was the sweetest, kindest, most loving man. He and I had a really great relationship. And his death shook me to my core. I had never experienced loss 
um, before that. And I had absolutely, positively no idea how to handle it. I felt alone. I felt isolated. None of my friends or peers had ever lost a parent or really lost anyone. Um, and so they were less than helpful. Um, and I remember at his, the viewing and the funeral having women come up to me and tell me how they too had lost their father. But then they told me about how they struggled to have relationships with men, how many times they had been divorced, how after 20 years they still, quote, weren't over it and it impacted them on a very profound level, maybe even daily. And I remember thinking that is not how I wanted to live. That is not who I wanted to be. And so being the overachiever that I am, I found a grief counselor and within like two weeks, put myself into grief counseling. And I remember clear as day sitting across from this woman and I still am not exactly sure where this came from inside of me, but I looked at her and I said, I don't know how yet, but I only want this loss, this experience to make me a better person. And I only want to do things that I want to do in my life from now on like time is not guaranteed and, and I don't want to waste time doing things I don't want to do or that I think I should be doing. But more importantly, I want this to make me a better person and to actually help me have re the relationship that I want to have or, or create the life that I want to create. I don't want this to be the reason why. Now, that's a pretty bold proclamation for a 25-year-old who has no idea how to handle grief and loss and is in a job that she's not really loving right now, but, you know, is just doing what she needs to do or what she thinks she needs to do. So again, I have no idea how this is going to happen. And I just kind of put that proclamation out of my mind. Um, I continued to go to grief counseling, and, you know, of course, I found it helpful to talk to someone who had more knowledge and expertise on grief and loss. I then found myself estranged from the majority of the friends that I had at the time for various reasons. Most of all, they had no idea how to support me or, or what to do. Um, and I was not loving the career that I was in. So there I was just kind of trying to survive. And I, found a program, a self-development women's empowerment program in New York City. Now, for those of you who have been around the self-development block, uh, you may know it. Uh, or maybe if you haven't been around the self-development block, you still may have heard of her. So I found Regina Thomas Howard, Mama Gina's School of Womanly Arts. And it said, it will teach you how to live a pleasurable life. Now, I assumed at this time that if I gave her my credit card number, 
and I went through this program, I would have full permission to eat chocolate cake every day, which obviously I was doing anyway, and I still do like all the time. So, but you know, it would be like stamp of approval. I could eat chocolate cake all the time. And honestly, I kind of thought I'd, I would get tools or things to like sidestep the grief and not really have to feel it, but just like skip over to the good part, you know? So if you don't know Regina, Regina is also the New York Times bestselling author of the book, Pussy, A Reclamation. So here I was, 25 years old, Catholic school, riddled with guilt and shame, self-loathing of her body, not a lot of confidence when it came to being a woman. A lot of confidence in terms of like my career and my intellect, but not about just like me as Lauren, um, in a deep, deep grief. Um, didn't really have a lot of friends at the time. Not really sure where life was going to go. And had never really done any self-development up until this point. I don't even know that I had read The Secret yet. So I'm like, yeah, sure. Let's take this class. How bad could it be? So I show up on day one, and again, if you know Regina, she is a powerhouse. She, her work and everything she has created in this world is just pure genius. But again, with writing a book called Pussy, she had not written that book yet. I had no idea what I had signed up for. So there I show up on day one, and very quickly she starts in on women being connected to their feminine. This was something I had never heard of. I had always equated the feminine with being needy, weak, helpless, desperate, things I never wanted to be, right? And like I enjoyed dresses and makeup, but I thought being feminine meant I'd have to wear like pink lace all the time, right? And I was strong and smart and independent and I had worked really hard to get where I was in my career and like, did I really wanna be feminine, right? But there I was, day one, I signed up, okay. I'm a good student, if nothing else. So she starts in on our true connection to our feminine is through pussy. And I was like looking for the door. Okay. I'm like, this is not what I signed up for. I do not think this is where I need to be right now. I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go. But I am stubborn and a good student. So I thought I'd stick it out the day. And later that evening, I had a little heart to heart with myself because I, I didn't want to go back for day two. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. This seems really weird. This is really out there. These are things that I, I, did, I've never even heard of. And I thought she would just tell me I could eat chocolate cake every day. And that like, you know, if I told myself I was happy enough that I would be happy and I wouldn't have to like feel the pain. But I thought, you know what, Lauren, you don't have a lot of friends right now. <laughs> you don't know how to deal with what's going on in your life. You want this to make you a better person and you don't know how why not give it a try? What is the worst that could happen, right? Like if this get, becomes too much and way too out there and feels way too uncomfortable, 
you can quit. You don't have to stay, but go back for day two. You're already here. So I went back. Now I studied with Regina for two and a half years after that because I found the work around the feminine to be what I didn't realize I needed, but, but what my soul, my essence, me as a young woman, what I desperately needed. So what I learned through pleasure, through tapping into my feminine was, yeah, of course I could eat chocolate cake if I wanted, but I actually learned about coming into acceptance and approval of my emotions, all of my emotions, but specifically the emotions I was feeling in that time. So the grief, the despair, the anger, the rage, and through learning how to fully express them, I could then transform this experience into something that would make me a better person or into something that did have the power to transform me into the woman I was always meant to be. So if you're listening and you've experienced a loss, whether it be a death, a job, a relationship, whatever, you know that these massive life-changing events have the power to keep you shackled to the heavier emotions of anger, rage, depression, despair, or they have the ability to transform you, to alchemize that experience into fuel to make you who you want to be. And as you know, I made the proclamation from the beginning that that was the path I wanted to take. And, and I knew that that was going to be the best way to honor my dad, no matter what, was to, to find happiness. Um, I just didn't know that this would be the route that I would do it. So there I was, 25 years old, going through this program about the feminine and sensuality and sexuality. And it was very confronting for me. I was very uncomfortable. I was very shut down. I was very naive and repressed when it came to sensuality and sexuality. Um, and yet, it was like the medicine I didn't even know I needed. And so I felt like, okay, here I am. I'm healing from this grief and this loss in, in a really, seems like a healthy way. But I also saw my, the rest of my life changing in exponentially positive ways. So I was feeling more confident, more self-assured. I now knew that there was this thing called desires and that these desires that I had to want to travel more and to want to move and to want to experience life in different ways that they were right for me and that I could I could go after them right because again I was very much on the road frequently traveled at that point but it never really felt like it fit me I was just doing it because I thought that's what I was supposed to do and now I realize like wait I can these these wants and and thoughts inside of me are like something that in this community in this perspective I need to be pursuing? What? 
But here was the biggest shift for me. Men responded to me so differently. So before I had started to do this work on really tapping into my feminine essence, I felt invisible to men. I was convinced I was unattractive. I thought if I was about, I don't know, six or eight inches taller, blonde, blue-eyed, thinner, basically if I was anything but who I was and what I looked like, I would be attractive. Um, I was very insecure when it came to dating and in relationships I was highly insecure and sometimes would do like crazy neurotic things because I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I remember like going into bars in my early 20s and judging, mentally judging and criticizing the other women and then also very much judging and criticizing myself, being convinced that like no one would want to date me. And then if I would go on a date, I would lead with my independence and I don't need a man and I'm strong and I'm and and it all just like, I didn't know what I was doing. I would read Cosmo and books on like the right things to say to guys. Like I just felt very insecure. And even though this work on the feminine, I did from a space of, I want to heal from this loss in a healthy way. And I want to live a happy life. Like I want to be happy. It dramatically shifted how I showed up in the world, but it dramatically shifted how men responded to me. So I went from feeling completely invisible to being a woman who would walk into a room or to a bar and instantly have men coming over to me, asking me my name, asking me my number. I remember one time I came out to my car and there was a note on my windshield and it was from a man who lived like a few doors down and he said, that he had seen me, like, you know, we've passed each other multiple times, and that I was so beautiful, and he was so scared to approach, approach me, but if I would want to go out with him to, like, just give him a call. That started to become my norm. I also remember at one of Regina's events, there was about a hundred of us women on stage, and it was an event where men could come, and this is when I really knew that that this whole idea of the feminine was something that I really needed to pursue. I was sitting there on stage and amongst like a hundred women and a guy asked a question and he asked, how do I approach a woman and not make it feel like creepy? And Regina says, well, pick one of the women on stage and, and I'll walk you through it. And he points to, I'm assuming, the person behind me. So I turn around to see, I wonder who he picked. And everyone's staring at me. He had chosen me out of like 100 women on this stage. He was like, I was, I instantly noticed her. I was instantly attracted to her. This had never happened to me before, right? So from that moment on, coupled with, again, how confident I was feeling, how self-assured I was feeling, how happy I was as I was processing this grief. And again, grief is not a linear path, people, right? So like, I was really happy in my life and also sometimes crying for an entire day because of how heartbroken I was. 
I thought, you know what? I want to learn anything and everything I can about this stuff. I feel amazing. I look amazing. Men are finding me attractive. This seems like some kind of magic, and I have no idea why I never knew about this stuff before. So, like I said, I studied with Regina for two and a half years. I took, I read every book I could get my hands on. I took every course you could think of. And through this time, the more I kept living from my feminine and being alive and turned on and following my desires and, and finding my voice and being self-assured in who I was as a woman, my former career as an interpreter no longer fit who I was becoming. But I had no idea what else I wanted to do. All I knew was that I wanted to learn everything I could about the feminine, about relationships, about masculine, feminine polarity, you name it. I wanted to learn it. And then I thought, if, if this work has helped me go from a space of such grief and loss and despair to being happy, being excited about life. I want to help other women like tap into this treasure chest inside of them that like I had no idea had existed and I know most women didn't know about. So I started my online coaching business. And when I started my coaching business, because I was building a business online, people came to me because they wanted to learn how to build a business. But I kept trying to talk to them about the feminine. And there I was kind of a business coach, uh, helping people start online businesses and trying to talk about the feminine at the same time. And I felt really conflicted and I wasn't as excited as I, as I wanted to be. And I remember a friend of mine saying, Lauren, why are you not teaching women to draw men in? Like that is your superpower. You walk in a room and any and every man will come over and talk to you. I have never been out with you and a man has not approached you. And I thought, well, no one's going to pay me for that. Like, that's just fun. Well, when I started to bring this to the internet about how I had used to feel so self-conscious and invisible around men, and now this is what was happening with men, I had so many women come to me and say, that is how I want to feel. I used to feel that way. I used to feel attractive. Or when I was younger, I used to feel magnetic and magical, and I've lost it, right? Especially now being powerful and successful and independent, I don't know how to get back to it. So I started helping women in deep with dating and relationships. And then I went through a very extensive sex, love and relationship certification program. And I am constantly learning and taking programs around all things, sensuality, sexuality, relationships, the feminine, um, about shifting our state, our mindset, you name it. And so I love what I do. I love helping women tap in to this power inside of themselves that makes you feel radiant, magnetic, irresistible, desirable, but more importantly, is really the key to you being the fullest expression of who you are. So when it comes to being the magnetic woman, that came from writing a post one day about feeling ir or feeling 
invisible and then feeling like I was the woman who walked into a room and all eyes were on me like I was magnetic right and it was then I realized that this is this is the brand this is the movement that I'm meant to bring to the world and to help other women tap into this uniquely feminine power inside of themselves and really be the fullest expression of who you are as a woman. So when it comes to being the magnetic woman in your life, that looks very different than what it looks like for me, but the principles are the same. So you might be more introverted than I am, or you might not like makeup or dresses at all, but this is a space, the magnetic woman, right, is the badge that you get to wear that is the permission slip for you being the fullest, most authentic version of yourself. And usually that version of yourself is stuck under a lot of layers of conditioning, a lot of fears, a lot of stories about what's expected of you or what will happen if you are the fullest expression of yourself. So in this podcast, I'm going to bring you my own unique content as well as interviews with thought leaders, conversations, and anything and everything, tools and practices that'll help you peel back that conditioning, remove those stories and beliefs, and anything that's standing in the way of you being the fullest expression of yourself as a woman in your life and really creating the life and the partnership that you desire. So one of the key foundational pieces of being a magnetic woman, and this is where I'm going to go into what does it mean to be a magnetic woman in the 21st century? So in terms of relationships, I believe relationships are not boxes that you have to cut off and disown parts of yourself to fit into. That is this old model that we've been given around relationships, right? Especially for you, you're strong, powerful, independent. You don't want to lose any of that when you go into a relationship. Now, that doesn't mean that there's not compromise that occurs inside of relationships. There are, but it is about knowing that relationships aren't boxes that you have to force yourself to fit into, but containers that you and your partner get to co-create together. So what else does it mean to be a magnetic woman? So a magnetic woman is someone who takes radical responsibility for her life, and you know that you are the one creating it. So one of the key mindset fundamentals of a magnetic woman is life is happening for me and not to me, right? Oftentimes we live in a fear state or a reaction state that something is happening to us that we don't have power over it, right? But when you have the foundational mindset that life is happening for me and not to me, it allows you to feel empowered in every situation. Now, let me just make this disclaimer. There are going to be so many things that will happen in your life that you're going to wish didn't happen, right? And you're not on the, at the onset, you're not going to know or understand how it's happening for you. For example, when my dad died, at that moment in time, 
I was not on board with this happened for me. Wow, great. And there are still times where I wish with every fiber of my being that I could have learned all of the lessons that I've learned and become the woman that I am without having had experienced that loss. And it might be a divorce, um, a breakup, a loss of a job. And of course, you're allowed to have emotions. But coming back to how is this happening for me? How is this giving me an opportunity to transform, to be something or someone better, helps you to take the power back from situations. So magnetic woman, you're strong, you're empowered, you're independent. And you also know that your feminine is as strong and powerful, if not more strong and powerful than your masculine. So just a little brief um, lesson here. We all, as men and women, have masculine energy and feminine energy. So for the majority of us as women, our natural set point is supposed to be our feminine energy and our feminine essence. And for most men, their natural set point is supposed to be their, the masculine, their masculine energy, their masculine essence. Okay. So masculine energy is doing problem solving, um, analyzing, giving, providing, protecting, doing, 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 right. It's like all in the head. Now you might think, yeah, that's like all of my life. I was there too. That's where I hung out. I thought like my worth, my confidence, my value came from what I did and what I accomplished. Our feminine energy is our connection to our emotions, intuition, our connection to our creativity, our connection to our sensuality. And for us as women, our feminine energy is our connection to our sexuality and the energy in which we receive. So, so many women struggle to receive a compliment, right? The degree to which you are disconnected from your feminine is the degree to which you are blocking your ability to receive in life. So, so many women are out there doing, 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 not feeling supported, not feeling seen, not feeling heard because you're not able to actually receive because you're so cut off from your feminine essence. Now, the reason men are also cut off from their feminine from their emotions, their vulnerability, their intuition. And the reason why is because we all live in a patriarchal culture, meaning the culture and society has made this hierarchical system where men and the masculine are seen as better, more valuable, more valuable, worth more, and the gold standard. And women and the feminine are seen as less than worth less than the masculine and are are kind of like the defective version of the gold standard. So most women have grown up disowning their feminine energy, being cut off from it. And then what happens is we see the disempowered qualities of the feminine, the neediness, the quote unquote emotional craziness, the desperation, the manipulation, the trying to over control, all of that is what's considered the shadow of the feminine because the empowered element of your feminine is not allowed to express itself. I'm sure I will have an entire episode on that, 
Um, but that's just to give you a little framework of the masculine energy and the feminine energy. So the feminine energy is in the body, right? So in order to be the magnetic woman in your own life, the first step, right, is really learning how to master your mindset, to be the woman who believes that life happens for her and not to her. And then you have to learn how to come into acceptance and approval of your full emotional range. Our emotions are just energy in motion. And so many of us have been taught to disown specific emotions, anger, rage, grief, despair, to stifle a lot of emotions. And so when you don't express your full emotional range and you stifle them, it becomes very challenging, if not impossible, for you to live comfortably in your body. And what ends up happening for a lot of women is you numb out. So you numb out with drugs, alcohol, social media, television, work, right? You avoid being in your body because there's all of this unprocessed emotion. Um, so being a magnetic woman means you, you are in ownership and acceptance of your emotions and approval of them, and you know how to express them in a healthy way. Being a magnetic woman, you know that your biggest gift to the world is living and being in the fullest expression of who you are. So this old patriarchal model of what it means to be a woman is that we've been taught and conditioned to look for our sense of worthiness, our sense of whether or not we're lovable, our confidence, permission, approval outside of ourselves, right? So you're constantly running around looking for these things outside of you, not being able to source from within. But a magnetic woman knows that you can and must source from within and that when you do that, you can be the fullest expression of yourself. A magnetic woman knows that her desires are from the divine. They are from something else. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, I was raised Catholic. I am not Catholic anymore. I do not identify in any formalized religion, but I do consider myself very spiritual. And that alone was a very long journey. Um, so throughout this podcast, I will use terms like source, spirit, universe, probably God, goddess, right? Somewhat interchangeably. And one thing that I know was really challenging for me, and sometimes I still struggle with, is this idea that my desires are are divine, right? That they were placed on my heart for a reason. And that comes from, right, just culture and society telling us that, you know, not to want too much or not to be too big, not to outshine others. Like that, that whole mentality of a zero sum game. Like if I have more, if I have a lot, that means someone else has to have less. That is the patriarchal view. The feminine view is that there's more than enough. We live in an abundant universe and that there's more than enough for everybody to have everything they desire and even more. Um, a magnetic woman knows that her empowerment 
that true empowerment and true confidence comes from a deep and profound self-love. Again, that comes back to this idea of not looking outside of ourselves, but really learning how to source within. A magnetic woman knows that healing, embracing, and celebrating her sensuality and her sexuality is the key to her feminine power, and that living from a space of pleasure, aliveness, turn on feminine power is a discipline. So our sensuality and sexuality are usually fused together when people talk, but sensuality is just experiencing life with all of your senses engaged, right? So this truly is the gateway to the feminine because again, the feminine's in the body. What else puts you in the body like your sensuality? The reason why I separate sensuality and sexuality, think about it. You can have a very sensual experience drinking a cup of coffee. That does not mean it's a sexual experience drinking your cup of coffee. So you can have this like coffee with cinnamon, maybe a little whipped cream and it's delicious and it just is like <gasps> flooding your body with this feeling of pleasure and bliss that doesn't necessarily that doesn't mean you're going to have an orgasm I mean maybe who knows like live your best life but sensuality and sexuality are separated but a magnetic woman is in full ownership and celebration of both so one question that I give my clients all the time is I I tell them to ask themselves how can I make this more pleasurable because when you begin to incorporate pleasure in every experience, that fills your feminine cup. And again, because we've been taught to source from the outside, this puts us into pleasure-dependent relationships with things, people, experiences outside of ourselves where we're like, that is how we need to feel pleasure when really we have the power all along. So, and what does it mean to that being a magnetic woman is a discipline. Again, we still very much live in a patriarchal culture and society that still teaches us that being a woman who's centrally turned on and in her body or a woman who is in touch with her sexual power is wrong and shameful, right? We're still taught to believe that there's not enough for everyone and that we need to serve ourselves last. Like there's all of these conditionings and stories that if you do not put pleasure, your feminine, your sensuality, your sexual expression at the top of your priority list, it's very easy to fall into the old paradigm, right? And sometimes the most pleasurable thing that you can do is fully expressing your emotions, right? When I signed up for the course, I thought, well, pleasure, that means chocolate cake all day, every day. What I've come to realize is that, of course, chocolate cake's allowed, and of course that gets to be an avenue of pleasure, but sometimes the most pleasurable thing is a very cathartic cry. Sometimes the most pleasurable thing is beating the shit out of a pillow and allowing my rage and anger to take over. Sometimes the most pleasurable thing is having a very vulnerable and heartfelt conversation with a friend or a lover or a person in my life, right? So pleasure is not def 
like one dimensional. And when you ask, when you begin to use the languaging of like desires and pleasure and what will turn me on, what will excite me, you begin to take your power back in such profound ways. So this is one of my favorite tenets of being a magnetic woman. It is that a magnetic woman loves and appreciates the shit out of the men and the masculine. And you know that your feminine presence is the greatest gift to men and the masculine. Now, disclaimer time. There are so many women out there who have experienced pain, trauma, and abuse at the hands of men. Your anger, your rage, your heartbreak is justified. 100%. And if you are one of those women, I encourage you to seek expert help on that trauma, on that abuse, and really heal from that. And what I have come to see in myself and with the women that I work with across the globe, the more you love and accept your feminine and trust it and lean into it and live from it, the easier it is to love and appreciate men and the masculine for who and what they are. Good men, right? I'm not saying that you have to come into a space of loving and appreciating an abuser, a rapist, someone who has hurt you beyond measure, right? Heal from those experiences. What I am saying is that not all men are bad and that when we are looking to men or the masculine to validate us, to give us confidence, to tell us that we're worthy, we're going to feel disempowered. And that's when the shadow feminine comes out and we criticize, we manipulate, we try and make them wrong. But when you're in your empowered feminine and you know that your feminine radiance is the greatest gift to the masculine, you can really appreciate them for how they show up not criticize them for how you're not getting what you need from them. And again, that doesn't mean that you can't ask for what you want or if you're not getting what you need that you can't say anything. No, quite the opposite. A woman who is truly in ownership of her feminine, who's magnetic, again, she knows her desires and she stands for them and she asks for them. But from a place of I feel whole and worthy in and of myself, and this is what I'm asking from you, and if you don't have the ability to give that to me, that is not an indication of who or what I am. It's an indication of who or what you are or your ability to give me that or not give me that. And finally, a magnetic woman values sisterhood and strives to see all women as a sister. She knows that jealousy and competition is not how we are meant to connect as women. I know with the work that I've done with women and in my own life, I really struggled to have healthy female friendships, but the feminine cannot be healed in isolation and it can't exist in isolation, right? This whole hero's journey that we've been taught of like going at it alone and doing, 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 that has what led, has led so many women to their bodies breaking down, to burnout, to exhaustion, to 
um, unnecessary weight gain to hormonal imbalance to, again, numbing out in any and every way that they can to disconnecting from um, their partners to having a little libido, like you name it. And it has come from being disconnected from our feminine. So before I end this podcast, I do want to dive in really quickly to what it means to heal, embrace, and celebrate your sexuality as a woman. Um, Because this is something that has been a huge part of my journey um, and, and is a huge part of the work that I do with women in the world. So again, we have all grown up in this patriarchal culture that has taught us as women that our sexuality our sexual desires, our libido, our sexual essence, our sexual power, I kind of use all of those words interchangeably, is wrong, dirty, shameful, is um, not okay. And the reality is that your sexual essence, your sexual desires, your sexual power, your sexuality is an innate, normal, an inherent part of who you are. And so, so many women struggle with feeling not worthy, not deserving, um, feeling unlovable. And to me, so much of that can be drilled down to the degree to which you are still disconnected from your sexual essence and your sexual power. In my opinion, if our sexual power as women was not our power source, period. We would not have been systematically conditioned to fear it, hate it, and be ashamed of it. Um, and, and the shame of our bodies, of our cycles, of, um, our, of aging, of all of that to me goes hand in hand with this. Um, and so I will say men have also had really bad conditioning around sexuality as well. But again, considering that I work mainly with women, um, and one in three women has experienced some kind of sexual trauma. And that does not include the women who have had sex when they didn't want to have sex, which registers as trauma in your body. And that does not include the women who don't report it, which is probably so much higher. So there are so many women out there who have experienced trauma, which means that you've probably dissociated from your body and you've dissociated from your sensuality and your sexuality specifically. But because we all live in this patriarchal culture where we've been conditioned and told and taught that this natural innate part of who we are as a woman is wrong, that is also traumatic, right? There's all of these little traumas that occur for us as women when we grow up. I was just having a conversation with a friend the other day who said when she was little, like three years old, she got in the car and was so excited because she didn't put any panties on and told her parents as they were driving, they came to a dead stop and, and like yelled at her, like turn around and went home. So there's all of this overt and covert messaging that this part of who we are as women is wrong. And the more that you come into healing that 
and embracing that and celebrating that, the more confidence and self-assured you feel, the more grounded in your body you feel, the, the better your boundaries are in life and in relationships, the more you feel able and empowered to ask for what you want in all areas of your life. Um, and so the magnetic woman is a woman who is so in her power and knows how to use her masculine energy in a way that benefits her, but not overdoing it. But she's also in her full sensual and sexual power and knows that her worth, her confidence, her love comes from within and not with, um, outside of herself. So I am so excited for our journey together in this podcast, in this show. Again, I'm going to bring you incredible interviews, amazing content, tools, practices, everything that you need to know to help you create a life and a partnership that you are obsessed with. All right, my loves, until next time, thanks for tuning in. And if you've liked this episode, make sure to subscribe, leave me a comment, and I have some juicy free stuff at the end of the description of this show as well.